Welcome to Prince Among Queens, featuring your host, Troy Bronstein. In this program, Troy speaks to some of the most talented recording artists in the music business. You'll hear the stories, as well as the stories behind the stories. What's big, what's now, what's next? You'll get the updates right here. Now, here's Troy Bronstein. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening to Prince Among Queens. I'm your host, Troy Bronstein. If you'd like to email me, you can at Troy at T-BestTalentAgency.com. And if you'd like to call in today to speak to our featured guest, you can do so at 866-472-5787. Now, to get to our special guest, this lovely lady I've had the pleasure to work with for over 25 years. She's earned platinum status, gold record sales. She's toured the world. Let's give a warm welcome to Miss Keep On Walking herself, Miss Cece Peniston. Hey, what's up, Troy? Hey, everybody. Hey, hey Cece, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Good, 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 good. Um, well, I mean, just to get into the beginning here, I understand that basically you started singing, uh, of course, in church at the congregation in Phoenix, Arizona. Is that Yes, how yes, it all you're started? absolutely right. Yeah, and I was then, around 13 years old. Yeah, and then yeah. you were, as, as a high school student, you were cast in um, Bubbling Brown Sugar, which kind of cemented which direction you wanted to go to as a performer or singer well, it was, as a life thing. It was both. It was, it was HMS Pinafore, which was my first play. I was like 11. Then I did Bubbling Brown Sugar. And when I did both of those, I said, it was, put it like this, it was from HMS Pinafore, actually, that I did, that I said, oh, this is my home <laughs> on the stage. I was like, this is what I want to do. So then we started doing everything around Arizona, like all the little contests and stuff. So that was the start. Cool, yep. cool. And then just to tie in something a little different, in 1989, you were Miss Black Arizona. How, how, yeah. how did you like that? Um, it taught me a lot. You know, the thing I liked about it most was, hey, it was about poise, being on stage in front of people, right. which I always sang, but I never felt totally comfortable. My mom used to get in my tail all the time and be like, well, what are you saying about? And I'm like, mom, I just want to stand here and sing. She was like, you can't stand and sing. You got to move your arms, right? <laughs> so it taught me about, you know, being in front of an audience, showmanship, poise, doing interview questions, because they were like, hey, you have to answer and you have to answer quickly and effectively. And so I would say those are the biggest things I learned. And then, of course, you know, the glam squad, you know, being, the, being the, doing the glam thing. Because, you know, anyone who knows me, I'm, a, I'm about lipstick in my lashes. So. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Now, it's been, what, 30 years since you've been in the business? At least 30, it's 30 years now? Uh, yeah, it does. Uh, 30, it'll right? be 31. Yeah, about 30. We're on the cusp right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 31, yeah. And I know one of one of the uh, the ladies in, that influenced you or you idolized at that time was Miss Patty Labelle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I love her, and I loved her because you know what? Kind of going back to the things with the right. Miss Black Arizona thing, it was about empowering young women. And the thing about that I loved her is she empowered me. I listened to her. I loved her. I just saw the verses with her and Gladys and Dion, which was great, by the way. And um, I always loved her because she was not just your usual performer. She would just be in the moment and go with the moment. And I said, oh, if I ever get in the business, that's who I want to be like. And it was her. Yeah. And she was one of the first people I met, which was what, what was funny, her and Luther. 
Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, no, she she just did her own thing. I mean, it, there's certain performers, it's like Patty that just does it and, you know, do it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, um, I always say that there's two, you know, two live performers that I always enjoyed watching that I never cared if they went off tone or if they messed up. And that was, you know, Mary J. Blige and Alicia Keys, yeah. because they're so into doing what they're doing that you don't care or you don't go, Ooh, she just missed that note. You know what I mean? It's just, you just, you feel how they're performing and they just take it over and you just, you know, become part of it. So, you know what? It was actually a producer that had worked with her. It was funny because they said that was actually something that I needed to learn. Out Cause I used to be funny about night. No, the note doesn't sound right. They're like, mm -hmm. sometimes imperfect is perfect. So I learned about being imperfectly perfect and understood that sometimes the feeling outweighs the actual note with people. So you're right with, with her. It's funny. Cause people were like, we like the Mary J. Blige was going through stuff. I was like, y'all are so wrong. Why does someone have to be going through something? And they said, but I understood what they meant. They weren't saying we want you to go through trials and tribulations. It was just something within her and the rawness between her and Alicia Keys, the rawness that they had that people just related to. Right. Right. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Now um, I found out that you're, you're, career basically, I don't want to say started, but got its like lift, um, singing backgrounds for a hometown female rapper, Miss Tanya yeah. Davis, AKA overweight pooch with uh, yep. female pre preacher, female preacher. And that's mm -hmm. what got the whole chatter going in the A&M office. Um, about CC, CC, it was all about CC. So what, <laughs> well, how was that coming out and singing for another local girl? You know what? Um, it's actually been, uh, it was an amazing thing. The fact that I was singing around Arizona all the time and that someone loved my voice enough to say, hey, we want to feed you at that time. I was new. I was like 19 years old at the time. I had just done the Marvelous JC record where that's where the signature CC Peniston, mm, 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 yeah, <laughs> where that was born. And then I ended up doing uh, Female Preacher, I Like It, and Kicking the Blues. And when I did I Like It, um, they were like, oh, we love it. So Manny was like, who's that fierce singer in the back? Manny Lehman, right? And I was like, me. <laughs> so me and Wax, me and Wax put together a song. They said, do you have anything else? I said, yes, I have a song. I'm not sure if you're going to like it or not. It turned out to be Finally. Mm. Now, Finally came from a poem, didn't it? A poem you wrote or something originally? Yes. Is that <laughs> I wasn't even aware of that. I, I mean, that's something that I found out in my research for the show, but... Well, I was bored in chemistry class and I wasn't really paying attention. You guys get an education. Do not follow me. I did get my education. Oh, my way. I got my degree from Phoenix College. So don't start. Cause you know, there's a couple of people. But I was I was one of those kids that just kind of had my head in the clouds at certain times because I just always knew I was going to sing and be an entertainer. So that's pretty much what I went with, mm -hmm. you know. And now at the time when uh, 1991, you were only 21 years old, really, when this whole mm -hmm. finally mm -hmm. hit and launched. And then you were all of a sudden, you know, all over the place. And uh, yes, um, you uh, had your first album, which was also called Finally, um, mm -hmm. was uh, uh, I have down and I'm not sure if it was totally done, but wasn't it produced mm -hmm. by still by Steve Sikurley, the album as well? Well, he did songs on the album. Steve Hurley did We Got a Love Thing on the album. He did um, Keep on Walking. That was with Shantae Savage, my, right? Yes, and Donnell yeah. Rush. And, and, and this funny thing about that is when I first did Donnell. Love Thing, I couldn't hit the notes. I couldn't hit the notes. I was like that. I know that I'm going to find a better love. Right? And I was like, I can't hit it. And I'm crying. They're like, you better get on your tippy toes and let's go. And so that was the story of Love Thing. 
And that actually <sighs> made me less scared to sing it. So he did those songs. Right. Dave Morales. That went number one. Cupper. Yeah, that did That went number one five. as well. We got a love yes. thing. And then um, uh, the one you wrote with Kim Sims or Kim Sims wrote the combo, Keep On Walking, also went number one from that album. Yeah, right? keep, keep on. There was five top tens, which was Keep On Walking, uh, We Got A Love Thing, Inside I Cried, Crazy Love, and Finally. And Inside I Cried, that's well. one of my favorites still because that's a ballad yeah. for you. And you just tear that. Every time I like my hair Thank stands you. up on my arms, I start tearing eyed and I'm like, oh. <laughs> yes. That's always been I'm one of my excited favorites, about yeah. that. Now, thank you. During that, I whole love thing, seeing that one because I feel like, huh? I was saying like that. What? I Go was ahead. saying I like seeing it inside. I cry because sometimes that's the way that I speak without talking. No, Gigi, yeah, not now. That's true. It's a beautiful. <laughs> it's a beautiful song. It's a beautiful song. I love it. Love it. Thank you. Um, and now that whole were were you part of the ID production? thing or was that just steve that did you because i know kim and everybody was with the id productions and and gillette and all that stuff that was a whole nother like camp so yeah you weren't weren't involved in all of that id production stuff were you no not at all i was signed to a&m at the time until they changed hands which was around like 1997 i was Mm -hmm. fully on a&m that's what i thought yeah that's what i thought so yeah so um Finally, what, 1993, the album went certified platinum in, well, I've got down here, the UK, USA, Germany, mm-hmm. Spain, Canada, Korea, Australia, South Africa, Italy. It sold over 3 million, 3 million copies. So fresh out the boat. That's, that's a major, major accomplishment. So kudos to you and all that. How did that, how did that Thank make you... you um, how did that make you feel? I mean, I know I'm sure you felt great, but, and I, and I know you as a person, so I don't know. Uh, I know that you're not the kind that, you know, it went to your head and all of a sudden it's like, you know, back up everybody. Cause I just sold 3 million. You know, I know that's not you, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Um, as a person, I know I get excited with that kind of stuff. And just, you know, for you guys, as you know, how, I mean, how does that make you feel knowing that you did that? You sold 3 million, over 3 million copies. That's a lot. You know what? I often, even to this day, get overwhelmed about it. Like people still come up to me and tell me stories and say how, how much they love finally. And it was funny because when I when I would walk down the street and people would be like, hey, Cece, and I'm sitting here like, Ooh. I'm yeah. like, they know me. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm walking down the street in New York, just like, you know, because you're a kid at the time. You don't really know. And so just to like look out in the audience and have people sing your music and know the lyrics and know that's something that it was like, I always tell people this is a poem that became a song that became a career. And so the fact that people still love it to this day is like such a big old blessing for me. So, you know, I think try to think of new ways to reinvent it all the time. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, <clears throat> that's one of those songs that just never, that never dies. So Thank and we're, we're going to take a quick uh, commercial break here and um, we're going to play actually a piece of finally. So those of you that are listening, enjoy it. It's Miss Cece Peniston.
what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand, all from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Voice America Network proudly presents The Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America channel. You're listening to Prince Among Queens with Troy Bronstein. To reach the show today, call into 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also reach out by email to Troy at T-BestTalentAgency.com. Now, back to Prince Among Queens. All right. Welcome back. And don't forget, if you'd like to call in to ask CC a question, you can call in on one 866 Four seven two five seven eight seven. Okay, so we can get back to uh, the album finally. <clears throat> Excuse me, which I said you were uh, amazing and sold over three million copies with that. Thank you. Um, that was also used in the movie Priscilla Queen of the Desert and on the L Word uh, mm-hmm. show. And then not mm-hmm. to mention, of course, the other 30 plus, 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 plus dance compilation CDs and, and albums that were out there. Now, when this during this time, I remember, and I, I don't really know how it all, uh, you know, related, but you can explain to us how it related to you and, and, and meant to you. Because during that time, there was no social media. Mm-hmm. There was no, like, publicists. And mm-hmm. I remember that, like, Rock America and those... Um, video companies were doing you know all the videos for the clubs and the bars and then everybody wasn't so much concerned about where you were charting in billboard but where were you charting in the video you know what i mean where was your video was it number one two five why am i ten you know that kind of stuff right how did that you know and and to just take the focus off of you know the the music charts and then go to the video charts that had to put a lot into you know I guess I would think who was making your video, who was producing it, the time spent behind it, the money invested into it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The more money, the better it's going to be. How did that, how do you, you know, all that hit you or you remember that hitting you, you know, did you even care? So you, got, I mean, 
Actually, I didn't care at the time. I didn't care later until I started realizing people monetizing damn videos. Where's my part in it? So, <laughs> <laughs> where, the, where the hell is my part? No, but the thing about it is, and you know what? Let me tell you why I was like that. Because I noticed that so many people had taken advantage in different type of ways. I'm like, right. you guys, right. can I just have my fork on the plate one time? Or is that all right. right with anybody? So the thing about it is, at the time, I didn't care. Because when you're performing... You're just doing what you normally naturally do. And you're, it was about the audience back then. It wasn't about, I remember you could have costuming. You could go from one city to another and maybe wear something. Oh, do that now with social media. And like, no. it'll be a part. She had that on last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you better be on tour wearing the same outfit. Like that is a part of this scene that yeah. we've seen. Cause I know someone I went on tour with and they wear the same outfit, like for the whole 30 days. And oh, there was no. a big uproar about it. And I was like, you guys are so petty. Like, really petty. But anyway. Um, but they do. They do that. Or like, they'll look at your nails and someone will take a picture of you performing like with your nails and say, oh, she didn't get a manicure or a pedicure. And it's like, who cares? We're here to listen to the music. But that's what they do. Look, and I know that. That's why I do not come on. That's why you're always glammed. I, listen, that's why. Because <laughs> you know what? I feel like I had enough bad pictures in the 90s. I had bad style. <laughs> At I remember certain times, ever you had a bad time. picture, really? No. Um, I saw a couple of questionable ones, like where were my friends at? Did you guys get me dressed in the dark? Couple of pictures, you oh, know, well, and it probably okay. was that was when I got started. You know, I, I didn't, it's, I was from Arizona. I really didn't know anything <laughs> about style. I just knew about seeing, and I learned about that part later because I was so naive and innocent at the time. I was just like, I just want to sing. I was still shopping at Jones of New York. <laughs> getting outfits at the time <laughs> for real i was shopping it because i was like i just need to make sure i look nice and presentable and i was more simple then i learned later that people wanted to see the show they were like no we're paying to see the show we want to see the costume changes and the clothes right. and the energy and stuff and so that's what made me that way and i said well i'm at home i'm not doing the makeup and stuff but when i step on the stage which is video or whatever i get dressed Right, right. Well, you always look fantastic. I, I, I don't know of any time that you Aww. looked where I had to say, you know, Cece, did you look in the mirror? Who helped you do it? You know? <laughs> and I know you would, too. I would. I would tell you that. <laughs> oh, funny story. Okay, should we tell this? I remember one time, remember we were on the road, and I was, like, just hanging out, just chilling out in the hotel room, and it's like, hey, we have sound check in 30 minutes. And I had, like, no makeup on, hair wasn't done, nothing. I came down in all kind of lashes, high heels, outfit. You were like, girl. That was it. That was in San Francisco. We were up in your bed. You yes. were on the thing and we were watching a movie. And yeah, we were watching sudden, movies and stuff, right? Having lunch and it's like, oh, we got to go to work. And you came down and you were just boom. It was like, <laughs> what happened? But you know what I noticed? That the thing about it is with the social media age, people take the most footage at like sound checks and stuff. And so you just, if you don't want bad footage, then just don't step out wrong and then you won't have that problem. But see, you pay attention to stuff like that. Not everybody does because, you know, you end up going, to, you know, to sound check or something like that. And, and you mm -hmm. know, um, I've got I've got a, a perfect, perfect example of, of that okay. type of situation with um, another singer. And she's going to be on the show um, later in uh, the month in uh, November mm -hmm. or October, Rosala from England. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, everyone's down in Las Vegas and, you know, they're chilling. And um, it was Tony Braxton's show that was going on during the time. Mm -hmm. And um, she was saying, you know, well, is there anybody in the audience that, you know, would like to sing and da, 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 right. And Rosala's husband is saying, you know, over here, over here, over here. 
And Rosala had not a stitch of makeup on. She was in jeans and this little mm-hmm. white T-shirt top, just kind of chilling, you know, enjoying Las Vegas. And sure enough, Tony Braxton comes over and she says, oh, can you sing, girl? And Rosala, yeah, yeah kind of. And she gave her the vibe. Rosala <laughs> just <laughs> tore it up, to say the least. And then she was like, oh, my God, look what I'm looking like right now. And all these people, you know, are seeing me. And so when it was over, I told her, I said, you can never know. Who, you know, you never know who's behind you in line for a movie. You never know. Right. And you're going to. Don't talk stuff. That's it. And you're going to be put in a situation and where it's you. But then it's going to be like, well, couldn't she put some ruser or lipstick or something on? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, but you, <laughs> but you pay attention to that stuff, which is great. Because like I said, some don't, a lot don't. They'll do for the show every time. Mm-hmm. But for soundcheck, which, you know, soundcheck is where everybody's friends come and, you know, that kind of stuff. And they want to introduce you to everybody. And, you know, right. you want right. to make sure and take pictures because they know they're not going to be able to take them later. There's too much going on with the show and all that. So you want to make sure right. that you look right. You know, you know, what's funny. I have a couple of pictures go up on a TV show that look jacked up like the corset, like the, 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 you know, the, the center that Uh I had on, I had that, that made on national TV. I was like, well, this is not happening again. I didn't know you couldn't wear it outside of your clothes. (laughs) I look like a jackass. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) but it was, it was, but it taught me a lesson. Like I said, everything is sometimes you have to learn to laugh at yourself. And that was one of those moments where you just learn to laugh at yourself. And by the way, I did hear Rosal. I saw it. It did go viral. And she sounded amazing. By the yeah. <laughs> and anybody that knows her, though, but anybody who knows her knows right. that she's always fly and she's always beautiful. So mm-hmm. that's my two cents. But so she just had a moment. And it's Vegas. <laughs> you're running around. You know what I mean? Exactly. She sounded exactly. great. Yeah. You're just having fun, you know? Um, so today, if you were to do a video, uh, I mean, I know everything would be completely different because number one, you'd be more in control of, 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 you know, the aesthetics, the look, what you were trying to convey, you know, where the song was going, <laughs> what it means, all that stuff versus just going out there like, Ooh, you know, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, which brings me to finally video, which is funny. I'm like, why does he have the thumbnail looking like? My mouth is so contorted. I was like, you guys didn't have like no better thumbnail than this. And then I noticed my hair was sticking up all over the place. I'm like, where are my people? <laughs> well, see, in that situation, I think that it's something that they just put together because it was time for, like I said, videos. Everyone was looking to see, you know, you could hear a song, but you don't know the name. And then when you could see the video, you could put the name together with that person you know, more, it was more concrete for everybody to say, yes. oh yeah, CC Penison, I know that because you know the video, they're used to seeing it. Um, so it made it more relatable to everybody. And then all of a sudden kind of, I mean, I don't know, I don't see, you don't see too many videos out anymore. I mean, there's some, but I mean, not a lot, or unless you got a really huge budget or like Taylor Swift or something like that. I, I mean, I just don't see them. Do you, or am I wrong? Um, well, you yeah. I, no, no, you're not wrong. I, I just think that people have gotten out of that phase of it and they don't understand that putting a visual with the music when there's so many artists that can be independent, right. I think sets you apart from the rest. And I'm like, content is everything. That's one thing I learned with social media. It's like, you have to stay on there. You have to stay active. You have to stay on there. It's like a weird, weird rhythms that you just really just have to understand. Keeping stuff in your story, keeping content alive and understanding. And I feel like especially artists like us, 
um, with everything that's been going on in my world, which I'm sure people know, I have to be like, hi, I'm still here. Yeah. Hey, don't try no. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. I'm watching. And I hear and, you. Um, <laughs> because sometimes people have said this to me, Troy, mm-hmm. let them live or let that person live. And I say, I would love to. Can I just get what I'm due? If you give me what right. I'm due. Right. And that is my only argument because I feel like I've had my time traveling and doing whatever. Not, not that I'm stopping anytime soon, but I am enjoying the break. I am enjoying the break of being at home and spending time with family and friends. Although the circumstances is not right. what we expected. You know, right. I'm enjoying that moment. I know. I remember everybody saying, oh, could I have a weekend off or can I just have a little bit of time <laughs> off? And I'm like, be careful what you wish for. Cause now look. You got seven months. <laughs> <laughs> now you got some time off. Now it's like, I want right. to do something. Um, yeah. Which is, which is, it's, it's just nice. Now I know. And finally, again, like I'm saying this record, I mean, it's just, it, has continued and continued and continued. So, you know, much love on that. I know in 2008 was uh, remixed by um, Cam Denny and Paul Zala. Is that how you say his name? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For Bimbo Rock Records. And that went number one. And I saw that it was the um, number one most downloaded track on Beatport during Mm -hmm. that time. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, you know, that's, uh, and that's the, isn't that the song that you started putting in, in finally when we did the live shows that, that, that different kind of beginning. And then you went in, was that, that part of that song? I, I've, I've done that one. I've also done the Travis Scott, Travis Scott redid it. A whole mm-hmm. lot of love with DJ mustard, which was like around what, 2015. Mm-hmm. Then they had the joiner, joiner Brown. I'm um, joiner Brown, joiner Lucas and Chris Brown this year. They had um, Papa Zeus. They've mm-hmm. had like I've I've done There's different ones so and, and and Lady Gaga. It's funny because Lady Gaga used the same one, the Cam and Denny. She did she did it in the beginning of her tour. She put finally in there in the beginning of her tour. Really, as I her, didn't know that. That's her intro. Yeah, wow. Her and Adele. Yeah, used it both on tour, which I was surprised. But I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That is great. No. Um, well, one last question here before we go to break. We got a couple minutes. Um, Sure. Is, is there any, because you've worked with so many, many different people, is there any one that you really would like to work with that you haven't had the opportunity to work with yet? You know what? I always say that I feel like the male version of me is like music soul child. Even though he's more R&B, I just feel like he's at that. It'll be a nice mix of music. I think that people would like really enjoy. Um, I've also done, um, what's it? Oh, David Guetta. I love David Guetta. Mm-hmm. I would love to work with him. I think that he could really do something real fly because I've done stuff with Marcus Schultz. I've done stuff with the EC Twins. Um, so I've Richard Bignon, you know, different mm-hmm. different producers in that area. But I think that he's one person that could really do something amazing. Do something with, do a nice collaboration. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Interesting, yeah. It's, I always, I always, I ask that question and I'm going to continue asking mm-hmm. that to everybody just because it's interesting to see everyone's, you know, different perspective and mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So, okay, well, we're going to go and take another quick little break here, and uh, we're going to play a little piece of Keep On Walking out there on the outro. And uh, so those of you, don't forget, you can call in 1-866-472-5787, and we'll be back after break.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. You're listening to Prince Among Queens with Troy Bronstein. To reach the show today, call into 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also reach out by email to Troy at T-BestTalentAgency.com. Now, back to Prince Among Queens. Okay, we're back. And don't forget, if you want to call in, the number is 1-866-472-5787. All right, so we've got some accomplishments here for you, Ms. Cece Pennison. Uh, 1992, you. you were awarded the best dance artist, the best new artist, and had the best 12-inch dance production, as well as three ASCAP awards, uh, Pop Songwriter of the Year, and BMI's Urban Award of Achievement. And in 1993, you were nominated for a Soul Train Music Award. That's a nice little pretty handle there to have not to mention you know some of the other i'm going to say basic ones but yeah you had five major one hits within three years your signature dance hit finally was number five on billboard hot 100 and number two in the uk top 75 and finally has turned out to be one of the biggest dance records in history like i said selling over the three million copies i mean that's quite you know a couple notches on your belt there <laughs> Thank you. I can only say it's just the man above who's always blessed me. And <clears throat> to be able to still do what I love to do and have a love for it after all mm-hmm. this time is, is I think, the biggest thing. Because, you know, sometimes life give us, gives us lemons sometimes and we make lemonade, right? You know, this business, right. this industry can be not the easiest place to live sometime, although it is very rewarding and very um, the love that you get when you perform and the feeling euphoria that you get when you take the mic in your hand, especially me, I shouldn't say you, the euphoria I get when right. I take the mic and the happiness I feel. Um, so I'm, I'm just thankful to have all those accolades. Definitely. Yeah. Well, it's great. Cause I know how I feel when you guys are out there and you always see me when I'm on the side, <laughs> my, my eyes are open, my smile's going, and, you know, I got the butterflies and everything for you guys, you know, but um, when you, you see the crowd, you know, respond back to you and just the love, I mean, sometimes the hair just stands up on my arms and it's just like, oh, wow, you know? And so I can imagine it being you, you know, having it directed to you, it's just got to be, you know, overwhelming sometimes, you know, I, I remember. Oh, absolutely. 
I remember yeah. I went to um, one, of, one of Janet Jackson's concerts and I remember and she came out and the crowd was screaming and yelling and she started crying and I'm like, oh, come on, please, girl. You know, yeah. and then, you know, they'd scream louder and she'd cry more. And I was just like, okay, enough. Let's get back to singing. But then after, you know, seeing her several times and um, I've never met her, but I know people that have, that's the way she is. And so that yes. was truly genuine from her with the overwhelming, you know, that just grabbed her heart. And I was like, you know, I kind of felt bad because I was kind of like, you know, saying, oh, come on, enough of the fake stuff. Come on, just sing your songs, you know, but she wasn't milking at the time. That was real. That was really from her in the heart. So um, I was I was kind of, you know, nice to see that and hear that. I think that people often think sometimes when you're an artist that you have lost the feeling of being relatable to people or you lose the the empathy against understanding what someone else or the next person may be going through. They're like, well, you have a happy life because you've had this, this, and that. And I'm like, um, there's still a real girl inside the artist, <laughs> a real person. Right. Um, and I think that's where people, um, and I think that's one thing I would have to say about this moment is I feel like people are getting to know people and artists on a whole nother level that they haven't had a chance to be. And people are like, look, I'm tired of holding it. I'm going to tell mm -hmm. you what happened. This is what it is. And, people are actually seeing artists being more personable and seeing the person instead of just what they thought in their mind that they were. Right. Or what they've heard. And one of the, one of the bad things that I've always said that is, it's, you know, people will say, Oh, well that, you know, that person's a bitch. And it's like, no, mm -hmm. she's not. It's the person mm -hmm. representing her. That's the bitch. Or, you know, that try to speak. Guy for or girl. You. Okay, exactly. <laughs> and it's it's like if you're, you know, someone's like, oh, I want to go back. Can I go back and say hi to Cece? They're like, no, she's not seeing anybody. Well, that didn't come from Cece. That came from you. Tell her this is so-and-so, and I'd like to come back there and say hi. And I know, hey, tell him it's Troy Bronstein. I know she's gonna say, Oh, bring Boo back here. Yeah, I'm not gonna say course. I'm not seeing anybody, but they do that. And so it gives the artist mm -hmm. a bad rap sometimes. And that used to just really irritate me from being in the side of the business I'm in, because that would be my voice speaking for you guys. And mm -hmm. I would never, you know, I would never do that. But it just it's upsetting when that happens because everyone thinks it's the artist and it's not. And now the situations have totally turned around and people are wanting to know more about the artists or talk to the artists. And they're seeing that it's not so much, that's not the way that they were represented. You know what I mean? That's not the way that it came off to me. It's a totally different. Person. Absolutely. And you know, it's great that, you know what I've noticed too, that you, you, you know what I've noticed too. I'm sorry. Trying to that's okay. Go ahead. No, I was done. Um, um, it's, it's, it's one of the things where sometimes an artist may not see, want to see someone that they don't know because they know they're not at their best. Mm -hmm. But someone that they do know, they want to see them, like you, mm -hmm. like yourself. Because guess what? You know me. If I'm not at my best, I can be like, you'd be like, girl, what's wrong with you? I'm like, child, I'm just having a day today. You, right. you won't take it any type of way if my energy is indifferent. However, if somebody else is meeting me that doesn't know me, they may take my energy as being indifferent. So sometimes when people say that, people misconstrue, I don't want to see anyone. To, right. No, I didn't mean my closest friends, idiot. Okay, hello. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not my closest friends. Right. That's not everybody. It's just like, hey, I may not have my hair on right now and I'm still getting my makeup on, but you see me like that before, so I don't care. Mm -hmm. So I'm just saying those things where people have to use your good judgment. Just right. use good judgment. Right. Or you have, you know, sometimes right. you have the rental cops that are there and then they take too much authority, you know, on situations like that. And, and I laugh because I remember one time we were doing, oh, yeah. um, 
Sacramento and it was you and Crystal and Robin and everybody was there. And I had my brother, you know, God rest his soul. We miss him every day. Um, I told him to watch the bottom of the stairs. And I says, nobody comes up these stairs. Nobody mm-hmm. got it. He's like, I got it. And mm-hmm. then I hear this yelling going on. And I'm saying to myself, what the hell is going on? I opened up the door and I'm like, Harold, what's going on? He said, well, this man's insisting that he's coming upstairs because it's his office. And I'm saying, Troy said, nobody comes upstairs. I was like, he's the owner. He can come upstairs. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you know, Dr. Breezing, hello. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and I laughed. And Terry Sidey, of course, he laughed, you know, the owner of Faces. He laughed and thought the whole thing was funny. And, um, but you know, sometimes you tell people certain things. And I mean, that was my brother. So he knew if I said, nobody comes upstairs, nobody was going right. upstairs. Nobody. Right. And you know, but I'm like, you have to let go a little bit. And he guy owns it. He's the one that's paying us. Let him come up with the money. Hey, hello. Can you let him up please? So we can get our coin. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, uh, speaking of performing, I mean, you have had the opportunity. I mean, you performed for Aretha Franklin for her birthday party in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, you were with sisters of glory and performed for, Pope John Paul over at the mm-hmm. uh, Vatican in Rome. Um, mm-hmm. You perform for um, both of Bill Clinton's, you know, inaugurations. Um, you were the mm-hmm. first female, foreign female entertainer in post-apartheid for South Africa. Um, mm-hmm. What the three, the three questions that I like to ask everybody is your favorite. You got your favorite city, favorite show and favorite song. And I know that, you know, there's always different circumstances that go with, you know, the different shows. Um, I'm going to call out one that always stands out in my mind with you um, was when we did the South mm-hmm. Africa tour and we went over to Mozambique. And when we went over to Mozambique, I mean, the show wasn't that uh, well attended, but the people were great. And mm-hmm. um uh, that's mm-hmm. when, you know, you were like, we, we were out having lunch and then we were shopping at this little thing and, you know, um, the people were coming yeah. up and grabbing us and you took my little notepad of dollar bills and was like ripping them and throwing them. And next thing you knew, you were like the Pied Piper and all these people were chasing us. Remember coming down the street and wanted to like get to who you guys yes. And, you know, that was a, <laughs> was a fun, memorable experience for me of that city. The show was yes. Fun. It wasn't well attended, but that city was, you know, it was a beautiful city as well as Cape Town and then, you know, Johannesburg and all that stuff. But that was a fun one for me with everybody. You know, we all had a good time. Um, as far as you, what, what's your favorite city that you've gone to that you've enjoyed the most? Just the city uh, or, or, you know, they call I'm it- being bratty. I'm being bratty. So Chicago is one of my favorites because Chicago house music is like, you can't, there's nothing replaceable and Johannesburg. Like, although Mozambique wasn't what we thought it should be like Mm -hmm. Johannesburg was so amazing. I mean, show between me, Robin, um, Oh, uh, Crystal, Sybil, Crystal, Sybil, (laughs) all of us. Yeah. All of us, I know I have brain cramps. All of us were there. And that, that was an amazing show to go into a whole nother spot. And they're like, we love you. And I'm talking about stadium numbers. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. People, and the, thing, the reason I love that is because over in America, they don't understand the reach and the and the the love that we have over in Europe. It's places like London and Europe and stuff oh, like that. It's amazing. So it's amazing. It, it's, it has been amazing, and especially for dance music and dance artists. So I would say definitely... Chicago and mm-hmm. Johannesburg. And, okay. And what about your favorite uh, 
we got a couple minutes left, so I want to get this out. You, your favorite show? Where was your favorite show, and what's your favorite song that you still enjoy singing? Oh man, um, you know what? Actually, I, one of my favorite shows was actually in Dubai, and actually, mm-hmm. Robin was on the same show actually, mm-hmm. and there was like probably seven thousand people there. Um, James was still around at that time, oh, JY, yeah. <laughs> and we had so much. When I tell you, it was so much fun. It was a big outside venue. It was amazing. Um, in fact, it, we just enjoyed. Dubai so much. It's funny because we were getting massages every day because James was like, no, the promoter said it was okay. And I was like, <laughs> I later found out that he said, no, it's okay for one day. I was like, I turned my head to him. I'm like, really, Jay? He was like, well, I thought it was the whole time. I said, no, you didn't. You're being bratty. <laughs> So I'm just saying for so many reasons, a lot of the best memories I have actually are with you, Troy. You have booked me <laughs> on so many things throughout the years. And you're not only like have booked me as, you know, someone that I do business with, but you're a friend and I love your spirit and your energy. You always make us laugh. You always bring your smile. Then you've been good. You've been great to me. You've you've helped me do what I do. So I'm thankful to you for you, well. you know. I, I, I thank you for that. And I just do it because mm-hmm. I love you. You know what I mean? That's just part of the, I love you of, too, part, of, part of the love. And, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a shame that I have to say, you know, goodbye. Cause it's the time Aww. we're going to go to a break. And I know you have to leave cause you've got another appointment going on. So, um, I have to yes. say goodbye, but it's been fun and maybe we'll get you back on again. And, um, you know, we can finish cause there's still a few questions I wanted to ask, but, you know, what time is it? Time. Um, uh, if I can leave by, like, we can be done like about seven minutes till. Seven minutes till. Now, see, I, well, I mean, you'll have to leave in the middle of the segment. <laughs> That's we're doing. Look, I'll look, I'll just look. She's got to go. <laughs> oh, look, they know the music industry. <laughs> you let me know if we can be done by like three. If you can do it, I'd love to have you come back after commercial. Yep. At least you know we can do that. So let's do like three fifty-two, and I'll just tell them I'm running. Yeah, hold on. Let me just text them real quick. Hold on. Okay. Uh, All right, then let's go to break. We'll be back. the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Listening to Prince Among Queens with Troy Bronstein. To reach the show today, call into 1 866 472 5788. 
That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also reach out by email to Troy at t-besttalentagency.com. Now, back to Prince Among Queens. Okay, on that last break, I didn't get a chance to let you guys know, but you heard a little piece of CC singing Last Dance, which was a little bit more of a, a standard ballad and a, and a different uh, different tone for her. But I'm excited, and I apologize that we have a special guest on the line, Miss Evelyn Champagne King, and I didn't see the note, so sorry you were on hold so long. Evelyn, you there? Hi, Evelyn. Oh, that's okay. Hi, I can wait <laughs> for you guys. I'm sorry, I didn't Hi, see it on there. <laughs> Hi, Boo. Oh, how are fun. you? I'm good. How are you? Great, great interview. Oh, great thank interview. You. It's so much fun hearing your voice. Hearing you two together is just it just brings back memories of being together. We will do <laughs> I know, this girl. after this is all over. We will do it again. Let's go. I'm here but for you. Go it. ahead and enjoy yourself. You. I'm very proud of what you've been doing. I, I wanted to thank personally you, say that. I'm very proud of you. Keep your career going as you should. Um, you know, they, you. they love you out there. I love you. Finally, I love you too, girl. To you know, you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, love. Uh-huh. I appreciate you and love you much. All right. And safe travels. Do what you got to do. I love you both. And uh, yeah, I wanted to just call in and show some love. Thank you. I appreciate Thanks, you. Thanks, Evelyn. Love you. Have a good day. Bye. You got okay. it. You too. Stay safe. Bye. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> oh, that was sweet. That was sweet. Yeah, I didn't see her That's on my the, girl. the note when they said, okay, four minutes till break, but they said Evelyn's on hold, and I just missed it. So You know I love her. I just saw her on TV, too. They were playing her, doing her. Um, <laughs> no, for real. The, it was like, yes, actually, like yesterday. Uh-huh. Yeah, she was on TV. Yeah, and I'm not just saying that because we're here right now. Right. No, but, she's a good, she's got a great spirit, yeah. good-spirited good person. So um, some of the some of the things I, I want to bring up is, is you, um, uh, I know that you, you filmed the movie. You competed in your first fitness competition. I remember seeing the pictures on that. Um, mm-hmm. You also you also started um, the bathing suit line. Um, yes. And then um, what I didn't know what it said something that you did an energy drink for pregnant women. Was that something? That you know you, what? what was that? It, that was uh, so I was working with um, the Sheep Beverage Company, who I'm still working with, and they had a an energy drink uh, with probiotics and stuff uh-huh. in it. And so it was a healthy drink. So yeah, all those yeah. products are still there and yeah, we're so, waiting for that launch. Some of those products are out, but not all of them. Okay. So yeah. So that's but I have thing. my own, my own CBD line that I'm actually working on. The, the My own ventures, I was working mm-hmm. along with them. My own ventures are the CBD line, my own skincare line, um, the swimwear line, which I'm going to relaunch. Right. Um, those are my things right now. Petty's cartoon. Remake versus original. And mm-hmm. I was telling you earlier about that. Remake versus original is where like how the versus has 20 songs. Like this is where one song created 20 songs. Right. So it's like a different thing. And we did the debut of that um, probably like two weeks ago. I got behind the scenes footage. And let me tell you what was so epic about that, Troy. <laughs> so it was me, Pooch, Malika, and Wax all in one room. We wow. ended up doing a podcast like <laughs> I was like, oh, no, there's all of us here. Oh, no, we can talk about this right now. <laughs> yeah, no, for real, for yeah. sure. God. And then I also saw, and um, I then it started coming back to me, but um, you also started back in 97, the C.C. Peniston Foundation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's very, you know, honorable. And, and how is that? How's that still? Is it still going strong or are you doing the kids? Well, I, well, I changed it. 
I changed it to lifting others to succeed. I have, mm-hmm. I still have that. Um, mm-hmm. It's not as active as my lifting others to succeed nice. um, foundation Inc. Um, and that's because I do single mothers. Like anybody that's seen me probably during COVID has seen me give away money to single moms, like right on live, because <clears throat> I feel like there's people that need to have groceries and feed their kids and stuff. And sometimes I don't like really doing it like that, but it's like, if people don't know that you're giving, then they won't ask. Right. And the other thing is, is if I don't say I'm giving something, then they don't know that you give. So it's like a double edged sword where you're like, I'm not bragging, but I do want you to know I am doing my part right. in giving back to the community, you know? Right. So right. That's I'm more cool. active on the lifting others though. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, that's, yeah. I thought that's what, you know, was more geared towards that way, but I wasn't, yeah. wasn't sure. So that's, you know, that's why I asked. And yes, it's the, you know, it's the same thing like with, with foundations. And like, I remember back in the day, you know, when AIDS came out and people were all, you know, donating, um, you know, money and trying to find the cure. And, you know, then like all of you artists were like donating your show. You know, you were performing mm-hmm. for free, you know, and donating mm-hmm. that. And, you know, I just don't know that people realize that that, you know, that you guys were doing that like that, just performing for free and donating your fee to the same cause. And, um, you know, that's what helped raise a lot of money was you guys right. doing that. And, you know, I always commended you guys for that. And, you know, it was very honorable you know, of you guys. And then I would always say, well, I'll forego mine and you forego yours. And it's like, I'm in, right. I'm in. you know, I'm down. <laughs> you know what the difference is? I think during that time to now is I think that people expect that to be the norm now, like mm. that artists are working for free that are, they are doing like, it's like, um, hello guys. Um, we're not on the road. Um, <laughs> So right, you know, I haven't I worked in that, seven months. Uh, hello, you know. Right, and and the thing about it is, you know what? Um, some people get the royalties, some people don't. I'm one of the artists that are blessed to get those, but not everybody has that, and so right. that's why I never really take that for granted. That's why I'm always like an artist advocate and speaking about different things because it is definitely one of those things that people don't understand that people still are trying to feed their families through during COVID. You know what right. I'm saying? So. Right. You know, people need to understand, like, when they're asking artists to do stuff, like, like myself, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm finally taking a break, like, coming up here in probably about, like, three weeks. I'm getting ready to go on a little vacation for myself and have a moment because I really haven't been out since COVID. I'm, like, in the house. They're like, hello. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You need um, some CC time. Right. But I enjoy that. People don't understand. I enjoy the quiet time. It mm-hmm. helps me to be more creative, think of different things, helps me to write more. Um, I've been in studio. I've been producing different shows behind the scenes. So I'm thankful, although, like I said, not about the circumstances. I'm thankful for everyone who's loved and supported me during this time. Right, right. And, you know, like you said, you're fortunate enough, you know, that, you know, the songs are still, you know, mm-hmm. being played and royalties mm-hmm. and stuff are still coming in. But I mean, I know, mm-hmm. like with you, you know, we still got to chase some stuff down because people are like, you know, now during COVID, they're sitting there eating the steak and, you know, you're getting a bite. Can I have my steak, please? Because that's my meat. <laughs> Man, you know what's you funny? Know? So I, I noticed that like some statements were like, and I had said this, I was like, why is this lower? I was like, people have nothing to do during COVID except Netflix and chill or quarantine and chill. Are you serious right now? <laughs> and know. they're like, they think I'm yelling and it's like, I'm not yelling. I just want to be like everything to be fair. And, you know, so artists like myself, people don't understand that when they give small honorariums to the artists, even if it's what they may think is small, it's just something saying, Hey, I'm thinking of you and I know right. what you need. Exactly. And so that's like, like I said, people like you, Troy, 
who understand that, who have been in the business a long time, who help support us artists. And you know what? You know, me, Robin, you know, Evelyn, Crystal, Sybil, everybody, you have been like such a blessing like over the years to us. And I just want you to always remember that because you truly are one of the princes. You are one of the prince of, <laughs> of look, among, among all the of queens. you queens. <laughs> you fight for us. And you know what? It's different I do. when you have, and I want people to know this because you are one of those people where it's like, no, I need this presentation to be this way because I know this artist. You make everything individualized for that person. So I want to let people know that before we get off, that you have been one of the mainstay type of people in this business who has fought for the artists, who has loved on us, who has given us so many blessings. And I can't say anything but thank you. That's sweet. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. No, I try. I do try for you guys. And, you know, we do the best that we can. And guess what? What? We're almost done with the show. You lasted the whole entire time. So oh, did I? You well, did. Come through, won't he do it? Look, I had to text him. I said I'm gonna be a few minutes late. So thank you so much for having me on. Oh, it's been a it's been a pleasure, and I'm I'm glad that you were able to hang out with us here, and you know, yes. being one of my queens on my show, and you know, I love you, love you, love you, and I, I love you, you, love let you. Let you go, so you're not late <laughs> for your meeting, and. Everybody out there, thanks for listening and join us. You know, next week we're going to have another multi platinum recording artist, Miss Anaya Day, will be on. Yes. And um, again, thanks for listening to the show, Prince of Queens. I'm Troy Bronstein, and me and Cece Peniston are out. So have a great day and see you next week. Thank you for listening to Prince Among Queens. Be sure to join host Troy Bronstein for another great episode next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, enjoy your week.